Happy Easter! That means there must be a news article out there bashing God and religion, right? And there is. Um, what we knew was going to happen in the prison system has happened a bunch of times already. And Hollywood just doesn't get it that no one likes woke movies. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope everyone had a wonderful Easter. I know on Thursday, Holy Thursday, I didn't, I didn't mention Easter. Uh, went to Mexico this. I had a good Easter. Went to Mexico this weekend. Uh, visit uh, Josie's brother. He's doing great. Also, I did my ghost hunt. Uh, probably not going to release a video on it because guess what happened? Absolutely nothing. Two days in that place. Took naps in there, for Christ's sake, trying to find something. Not a bloody thing. So I still have about six hours of video to go through. Maybe I heard some, maybe something was heard. But yeah, nothing. So that was kind of a bust. But outside of that, I did get my internet. I do have internet. So be prepared for a lot of videos coming up on uh, uh, being uploaded to... Uh, being uploaded to Rumble, not YouTube. I will not be on YouTube anymore at all. So even my podcast is not going to YouTube. I don't need to get uh, banished from the YouTube universe. I'd rather just use. I'd rather just use Rumble. And the video about uh, the abortion tragedy, crime, I guess would be a better word. It's still up on Rumble. If you want to be disturbed, you want to see the realities of abortion, just go to Rumble, type in Dumbasses Talking Politics, and you will be able to see it. It is the latest version. But be prepared for a bunch of other videos to come up now that I have internet, and I'm able to upload without going to Josie's house. Okay, so, you know, I told you this was going to happen. You probably knew this was going to happen. And uh, it really shows you just how screwed up things are in this country. So, according to Daily Mirror, Two inmates of a quote, two inmates of a women women's only prison have fallen pregnant after consensual sex with a transgender inmate. It has been reported. Um, fallen pregnant? They got pregnant. Let's not call, fallen pregnant. It's like a baby just fell into them or something. I, I hate that language. Now un understand something. The Daily Mirror is a British newspaper, so maybe I'm overreading. Among the women are among 800 people, including 27 trans women, being held at the Edna Mahan Man, Mahan Correctional Facility in Clinton, Clinton, New Jersey. In a letter sent to the U.S. outlet New Jersey 105.5, an inmate claimed that one of the women, who is not eligible for parole until 2104, is five months pregnant. Yeah, she committed murder. The letter said that the inmate had a history of sex acts in public areas and had to be separated. We'll get to that. Demi Minor has claimed to be the person responsible for impregnating the two prisoners via a website, Justice for Demi which is understood to help run from the is which she is understood to help run from prison. Do you notice something wrong here? Do you notice all these prisoners seem to have quite a few liberties that they shouldn't have like this one gal uh, who got pregnant is actually running a blog from prison. 
This guy is running a website from prison. By the way, he committed murder too. It was manslaughter. But he was given a maximum of 25 years before parole. So you can pretty much assume that it wasn't just manslaughter. Yeah, like he had just ridden, drove his bike over an old lady or something. This guy probably committed murder and pled down to manslaughter. And by the way, this man, Debbie Miner, I have no idea what his real name is, has been scheduled for uh, gender-changing surgery. Paid for, of course, by the American taxpayer. In New Jersey, especially. So, you go figure that out. So, this guy was allowed to go into a women's prison following a lawsuit by the ACLU stating that... uh, Uh, They should be allowed. They have the right to live as who they want. And they point out that this guy or these uh, transgender people, these men, were being abused in the male prison. Well, I, you know, I'm sorry, then don't, don't end up in prison would be my big thing. This guy committed murder at age, the age of 16. I know he, he is... He didn't commit murder. He committed manslaughter. But I'm going to assume with the extent of his sentence, he probably just pled down from murder. Uh, There is an ongoing fight to get him out of prison, not because he didn't do it, but because he was only 16 at the time. So people are trying to get this guy out uh, from a murder sentence. Nope, you shouldn't do this. So one woman... Who the woman who is in prison? She wrote a a blog post called "Freedom, Love, Pregnancy, and Trauma," and she published this on the internet. So it's great that our, to see where our tax money is going. That murderers can just basically get uh, get free internet and be able to post, post. I mean, if I was going to prison and I if I was going to prison and I knew that I was going to be able to post blog posts all day, I, it, would, it would numb me to it. I wouldn't worry about being in prison as much. So she wrote this, this little, uh, I guess it's kind of a manifesto, and it talks about how prison is traumatic and how she fell in love with this guy. And Mind you, this is a woman who was having sex with anybody in public. She's been disciplined for having sex in in the open. So this is not exactly the most moral gal. So this is what she said in part of what she said in her little manifesto. It's not very long. If you go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com, there is a link to this. It's called uh, uh, justicefordemi.org. So there is something. She basically said, quote, surprisingly, I'm three months pregnant and conceived while incarcerated here at Edna Man." correctional facility. I don't know how surprising it should be. I mean, she was having sex with a man in the prison. God, the prison sounds system doesn't sound that bad to me. Although Edna Mann breeds a... Uh, continuing. Although Edna, Edna Mann breeds a pervasive culture of rape, I was not raped, she says in capital letters. Nor was I forced to do anything I, that I did not want to do. Despite it not being permitted, I fell in love and had consexual sex with a woman who is trans, which means you have uh, you had sex with a man. Consensual sex is a prohibited act at Edna Man. Yeah, because you're prison. You are in prison. 
New Jersey Police Union President William Sullivan was really against putting these 27 guys into the women's prison. He said this in a statement, quote, we oppose this policy change, believing it would be detrimental to the general population of female inmates being housed at Edna Mann and also bring added stress to our correctional officers assigned to this institution. Now, don't forget, a lot of the correctional officers in a women's prison are, wait for it, women. So suddenly you've got a guy, and I've seen pictures of this guy. This isn't a small guy. This guy he looks like he's easily uh, two, 250 pounds. It's a, he's a big guy. Um, but it doesn't matter. It's his rights. It doesn't matter the the rights of the women. I don't know what he did to the second woman if he raped her or also had consensual consensual sex. But it doesn't make any difference. He shouldn't be in a women's prison. And the fact that he got two women pregnant doesn't that pretty much prove he's a he's a man? Okay, the ACLU legal director Jean Le Cicero has argued already. It's in line with the New Jersey's strongest anti-discrimination laws that prevent discrimination and harassment basis on the basis of gender identity. You know, this is the whole problem. You're in prison for a reason. It doesn't matter. Your rights are gone. This is where we have forgotten this in this country. Your rights are gone. But let me get this straight. Not only does society have to pay to house these two animals, these two murders... And I don't know who the third chick is. I don't know what she's in prison for. But now we have to pay for this guy's tra- uh, guy's transition surgery, which will cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. And we have to pay for their two ill we have to pay for his two illegitimate chicks because he didn't think he wasn't comfortable at the men's prison. Yeah, that makes a whole hell of a lot of sense. Wokeness is so stupid that people can't even see how dumb it is. All right, so here's, here's, here's something else here. This is great. According to the Daily Wire, quote, LGBT remakes of cult classic Fight Club and the romantic comedy favorite My Best Friend's Wedding are in the works as Hollywood continues to inject woke culture into everything these days, apparently including classic movies. Cindy Crawford's model daughter, Kaya Gerber, will star in the upcoming film titled Bottoms that's been described as a lesbian version of the famed 1999 thriller starring Brad Pitt, Edward Norton, and Jared Leto, reported Deadline magazine in a recent piece. I need to ask you, does Hollywood make movies just to fail at the box office? Is that their ultimate goal? Because it sure seems like it. I mean, these movies are going to go... No- Look at the last Ghostbusters. Jeez, that thing didn't make a dime at the box office because it was so bad. But there's also something. I've seen Fight Club. I love Fight Club. I, I absolutely love Fight Club. But do you know what the-, the theme of Fight Club is? If you watch it, you'll catch the theme. It's The theme is society has basically demasculinized or taking the masculinity away from men. Edward Norton Jr. in the movie has lost his masculinity. All of the men in the fight club have lost their masculinity. And what they are doing is to fight. They're bringing in their primal masculinity through fighting. 
And every time they finish fighting, they feel more masculine. They feel more alive. You know why? Because masculinity is something that we have. And it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. The other, the other thing that people don't catch, these people don't catch, is that the strongest character in Fight Club was the girlfriend of one of the uh, of the main character, Brad Pitt. Well, in the end, ends up being Brad Pitt and Norton Jr. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to give you give it away. But she was the strongest character of the movie because she knew who she was. That was the whole point of the movie. The men in the movie did not even know who they were. They had lost their masculinity. I can't can't say much because I'd give away the end. If you haven't seen it, you need to go see Fight Club. It's great. It's brutally violent. So it's not a chick flick. If you've got a wife over there, yeah, that's not going to work out. But, But anyway, do you see the irony here? These people are taking a movie that focuses on masculinity... And they decide what'll make it a lot better is to take away the masculinity? Ugh. The Daily Wire continues. And not to be outdone by woke, in the woke department, the outlet recently reported that Oscar-winning actress Ariana DeBow will star in a twist on the famed Julia Roberts romantic 1997 film My Best Friend's Wedding. I've never seen that movie. Uh, I'm not a uh, Julia Roberts fan, and I, a fan, so that wasn't something I saw. So I can't say much about it. Only this time, the movie will be told from the point of view of Debo's character, who's described as a bisexual Latinx. <laughs> the movie, two and only, is being ex- ex- is being executive produced by Dubo. For screen gems with original screenplay by Latina and LGBTQ plus writer Jen Rivas de Luz. Yeah, yeah. You know something? This sounds like a movie that Josie will love to watch during our Netflix and chill sessions. Not. The Wokesters just don't get it that people don't care about any of this crap. These movies are going. These movies are for a niche audience, and that niche audience is the LGBTQ community. Now, maybe I think that the 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 Fight Club film might excite some men out there. Come on, let's face it. Most men enjoy watching hot, half-naked chicks fighting. So I, I think that might turn some men on maybe maybe they'll watch it on their own one night when they're alone they will probably watch this but i'm pretty sure that's not what those chicks who are making this film that's their goal their goal but that's really how it's going to turn out Ugh. this stuff is so stupid but hey if they want to spend the money it's their money go for it if it works out for them that's great in other news and Continuing with his uh, doing things that nobody likes, Uh, according to Fox News, the Biden administration this week rolled out a number of strategies across government agencies to promote racial equity and support, quote, undeserved communities, end quote, to fulfill an executive order from President Biden when he first took office. The Biden signed an order on... Inauguration Day, directing agencies to pursue a comprehensive approach to advancing equity for all, 
including people of color and others who have been historically undeserved, marginalized, and adversely affected by persistent poverty and inequality. In other words, everybody but white people. Here are some details. So there are 90 agencies did this, and including cabinet departments, Department of Transportation, things like that. Um, 300 strategies and action plans have been have been created. So here are some of the things they're doing. The Department of Homeland Security, and this is from Fox News, uh, re- released a plan that will focus on everything from naturalization, access to humanitarian protection, bidding on DHS contracts, countering all forms of terrorism and targeted violence, filing complaints and seeking redress in DHS programs and activities, airport screening, and accessing trusted traveler programs. So in other words, um, when they talk about when they talk about naturalization, just let everyone in. Uh, and, and, and making all those that are illegal, let them be legalized. That's what they're talking about. Um, humanitarian protection is what, what they're guising that. Countering all forms of terrorism, specifically white supremacy, because they're not really doing that now. Right now, they've, they've said that of the thousands of people that crossed the border and were caught, um, 23 were known terrorists. So we're, we're having terrorists cross our borders right now. Other things they have uh, vowed to do, DHS has vowed to identify barrier quote identify barriers that may impede access to naturalization among undeserved communities. What does that mean? It means make it easier for illegal aliens to get naturalized. That's essentially what it is, because they're undeserved. They have they have they are un, an undeserved community because they are illegal and people didn't want to. Uh, they couldn't get jobs and fun stuff like that, nor did they have to pay taxes or anything. DHS said it will expand engagement with small businesses that are owned by or support members of undeserved communities. So, you know, if you're a person of color, you're going to get benefits from the government, tax benefits from the government, taxes that I pay and don't necessarily want businesses to get taxes. That, that's the business's problem. Um, the department has also said that it has worked to expand gender identification options uh, for certain traveler programs like the TSA PreCheck. Uh, because you know something? Um, there's nothing like having more better identification than sitting back and saying someone has 15, there are 12,000 different genders, right? That Because that's essentially what they're saying. You know, man and woman, I mean, I've seen it, I saw it this week. Man, woman, other, I know, it's man or woman. But meanwhile, we're just going to take away, with terrorists crossing the border, we're just going to take away the ability for DHS to actually identify individuals. Because, I hate to tell you, sex, gender, same thing are a way of, are a signatory of identification. So other departments, the Department of Labor is strengthening the enforcement of wage and hour protections. The Department of Housing and Urban Development is working to eliminate the racial gap in home ownership. I think we tried that before in 2008. It didn't work so well. Didn't it cause a, I don't know, recession? Because we kept giving home loans to people that couldn't pay their loans. 
The Environmental Protection Agency that said that it is developing a framework to evaluate the impacts of pollution on undeserved, underserved communities and helping households with low incomes to weatherize their homes. Great. By the way, this is all taxpayer money. I don't want that. Let them pay for their own homes. The Justice Department is improving language access to programs to help their uh, help people with limited English proficiency better report crimes, while the Interior Department is providing technical assistance to Native American tribes to help them apply for grants. In other words, hey, we're going to we're going to make it that you can get money. It's so stupid. We won't even talk about the military. Yeah, we will. They're sitting back and they're saying they're going to open up opportunities for un- underserved communities. They want to bolster, this is some of the stuff they want to do. They want to bolster a variety of programs aimed at assisting those same communities in the area of military bases, such as American Indian initiatives and environmental efforts, of course. Because, you know, the military isn't about killing people and blowing things up. It's about being equitable. They also have changed their physical requirements so that people who can't join shouldn't be in the military because they can't pick up a brick uh, can actually join the military. They've loosened their uh, uniform and hairstyle requirements because chicks have hair and they want to have their hair. And they're still fighting hard to get women uh, to serve in combat. Now, I don't know about you, I don't want women serving in combat. I just don't think it's necessary. I think we have enough men out there to serve in combat. And to be honest with you, that's kind of what men are supposed to be doing is fighting. Women are supposed to be taking care of the children, taking care of the home. And by the way, I know that that sounds sexist, and I guess it is. But the reality of the matter is, isn't that a good thing? I mean, my ex-wife stayed at home with the kids. Now, she was a crappy mother, but the reality is she stayed home with the kids and took care of the kids. That was her job. My job was to go out and get money, bring home the cash. I don't see how that's a bad thing. Okay, this is all stupid. And by the way, it's racist. The bigotry of low expectations. Hey, those poor underserved communities, they can't do it on their own. The government needs to get involved. All of this is so stupid. I can't, I can't stand any of this crap. And it really doesn't solve anything. It doesn't solve our inflation. It doesn't solve a gas problem. It doesn't solve any foreign policy issues. It, it really serves absolutely nothing. It doesn't bring equity. If anything, people like me get angry that they do this for people of color because they're a person of color. They won't help me. And by the way, I don't want help. I don't want the government. I, what I'd like the government to do is stop taking my money to implement these stupid programs. Leave me alone. Leave everyone alone and let everyone just do their thing. And everything will be just fine. Okay, so in our last story, um, so it's Easter and Passover this weekend. It's also Ramadan, but that's not really a relevant that's not really relevant to this conversation because Muslims are considered, for some reason, a minority and a protected class. They're immune from religious persecution. Um, that the Christians and the 
Jews are put through. I, and I, I got to tell you something. I, I never understood that. Like I, I've said in the past, I used to live with Muslims and they were very religious. And if people saw how devout to their religion they were, and not like devout, like the radical Islamists, we're talking, these people were no different than a Christian or a Jew. They were just very devout. I think, and and not to mention, they were as conservative as I am. I mean, they wanted Trump to win. They were against abortion. They were against crime. They believed they're in punishment and things like that. I, I got a feeling that maybe they would not be embraced like they are today. I don't know. Maybe that's just a thought. Anyway, I expected to see some anti-Christian opinion pieces this weekend, uh, anti-Jewish opinion pieces this weekend, and I did. I, I found them, um, but to my surprise, I found one piece that went farther than any of them. Uh, so this piece was from the New York Times. Shalom Oslander wrote it, and it was entitled, In This Time of War, I Propose We Give Up God. So, you know, hey, it's not just that Easter's bad, but, you know, what? God in general is just evil. So, this, is, this was a really bizarre piece. So, let's go through it. Starting, uh, starting the article, quote, This weekend, Jews around the world will celebrate the holiday of Passover, the name of which comes from the story of God passing over the homes of our distance, distant ancestors on his way to slaughter the firstborn sons of the evil Egyptians. Our forefathers, the story goes, marked, the door, marked their doorposts with lamb's blood in order to spare their own sons the awful fate of the enemies. In this time of war and violence, of oppression and suffering, I propose we pass over something else. God. Yeah, that's what we need to do, is get rid of God, because God is the worst thing in the world. Anyway, you can already see this guy's going to be an idiot, but let, let's, let's keep going. Two aspects of the Passover story have troubled me since I was first taught them long ago in Orthodox Yeshiva of Muncie, New York. Of Muncie, New York. I was eight years old, and as a holiday approached, our rabbi commanded us to open our chism, or Old Testaments, to the book of Exodus. To us, to get us in the holiday spirit, he told us gruesome tales of torture and persecution. Yeah, I, I do got to say, yes, um, there is violence in the Bible. Violence everywhere. Uh, gruesome? Eh, maybe, a little bit. I, I didn't think the Bible was particularly gruesome or anything. There are a couple parts that I think... I, but I also think the reason God was violent in the Exodus was a pretty good reasoning. And he, apparently he doesn't think so. So let, let's, let's move on. Quote, the, the Egyptians, he told us, used the corpses of Jews, Jewish slaves in their buildings. What do you mean they used slaves in their buildings, I asked. And the slaves died from work. Died from work? No, said the rabbi. They put the Jewish bodies into the walls and used them as bricks. I don't know if that actually happened. I don't recall that being an exodus, but okay. Uh, I, I know I've heard this more than once in the Bible. No, I've heard this once in the Bible. 
I thought it was earlier than that. Uh, and then I heard someone mention Tower of Babel. I don't remember that being in Exodus. But okay, let's let's accept what he's saying. Okay, continuing. My father was somewhat something of a handyman at the time. And this seems to me seemed to me of serious violation of basic building codes, not to mention a surefire way to lose a home sale. Is this a brick? the interested couple asks. No, no, says the realtor. That's a corpse. But just as troubling, even more so today. Yeah, he's got jokes. Okay, I wasn't very funny, but yeah, he's got jokes. But just as troubling, even more so today, in the light of the brutal slaughter taking place in Ukraine, were the plagues themselves. So right off the bat, uh, we're going to compare what happened in the Bible with what's happening in Ukraine. So in other words, the Bible is like just like the God is just like the evil Russian dictator Vladimir Putin. By the way, Vladimir Putin is agnostic or atheist. Hey, China, they're agnostic and atheist too. Why is it the left always compares the Bible with agnostic atheist dictators? Yeah, God wasn't agnostic or atheist. Neither were the Jews. How can you make that comparison? Well, he does here. Continuing, God, the rabbi said, struck all the Egyptians with his wrath, not just Pharaoh and his soldiers. Egyptians, young and old, innocent and guilty, suffered locusts and frogs, hail and darkness, beasts running wild and water becoming blood. Mothers nursing ba their babies, the rabbi explained, found their breast milk and turned to turn and uh, found their breast milk had turned to blood yay my classmates cheered well here, here here's something also that the bible says the bible also said in exodus and just about everywhere even even when the flood struck the earth god didn't want that celebrated god said that that these people were his children too and he was sad when he had to do it. He was so sad he promised uh, Noah he wouldn't do another flood. He was sad when when he had the parted the Red Sea and then allowed the Red Sea to crash upon the uh, Egyptian soldiers. When the Jews were celebrating on the other side of the Red Sea, he said, no, 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 no. We don't celebrate this because I just killed my children. So, this is not true that everyone celebrated the deaths of all the Egyptians. That, that's not true. And not to mention, what they're doing is they're making the Jews look like killers. The, the Jews celebrated the killings and war, kind of like the Russians are celebrating the war in Ukraine. It's a very bad comparison. Continuing, but Pharaoh, the story continues still wouldn't relinquish his slaves. Technically, this was God's fault as he hardened the Pharaoh's heart. But the issues of free will wouldn't be begin troubling me until my teens. And so God, in his mercy, started killing babies. Okay, so it was God's fault that the Pharaoh's heart was hardened. It wasn't the Pharaoh's fault. And he even says it in the same thing because his free will hardened the Pharaoh's heart. It wasn't God that hardened the Pharaoh's heart. It was free will that hardened the Pharaoh's heart. 
He says it in the same sentence. And so God in his mercy started killing babies. Quote, every firstborn son in the land of Egypt shall die from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sits on the throne to the firstborn of the servant girl. Exodus 11.5. Surely I wondered, there were some Egyptians who didn't whip Jews, who didn't have anything against Jews at all. Surely there was Egyptians horrified by slavery, Egyptians who disagreed with Pharaoh as often as we do with our own leaders. Everyone. Everyone? I asked the rabbi. He struck everyone? Everyone, the rabbi said. Yay, my classmates cheered. Those Jews are so evil. And I know he's trying to be funny. It's not working. God, it seems, paints with a wide brush. He paints with a roller. In Egypt, said our rabbi, he even killed the firstborn cattle. He killed cows. If he was mortal, and by the way, that's the real sin here, is that he killed cows. If he were mortal, the God of, Jew of Jews and Christians and Muslims would be dragged to the Hague. And yet we praise him and emulate him. And we implore our children to be like him. By the way, this is something that really gets me about the article. And I just thought of it now. Why are they making God into a man? They're comparing him to men. God is not a man. God is not mortal. But they're trying to humanize. They're human, 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 humanize. They're trying to make him mortal, and that he, what he's done in the past is sinful. This is a very bad outlook on God. This is not. This is a bad interpretation of God. God is not human. God is the ultimate injustice. You cannot compare God to Hitler or God to Stalin, or God to Mao, or God to Putin. But that's exactly what he's doing in this article. And if you believe, if you have faith, you believe God does things for a reason. He's not just doing it to kill people. But that's not what this author thinks. Continuing, perhaps now, as missiles rain down and dead are discovered in mass graves, is a good time to stop emulating this hateful God. Perhaps he can stop extolling his brutality. Perhaps now is a good time to teach our children to pass over God, to be as unlike him as possible. And by the way, the schools are already teaching that. And how well has that worked out? The, the schools are teaching there is no God. Now what he wants to do is teach how evil God is. How about this? There is a God, and the God is not evil. The God gave us life. The God gave us reason. The God even gave this guy the free will to make an art, a crappy, hateful article like this one. How can we sit back and look at this and say, it's a good God. It's a good God. He gives you the ability to do this. this. And this is the other difference. God is not a dictator like Putin, Mao, Stalin, uh, or any of the others. Because he lets you do this kind of thing. If God were a vengeful, hateful God, this man would be struck down. But he's not. He can say this. Continuing with the article, And so God killed them all, the rabbis and priests and imams can preach to their classrooms. 
That was wrong, children. You know something? This is a humanist view. Where human beings are the level of God. And therefore can judge God. I bet this guy is miserable. To think you have the ability to judge God? I tell you what. I want the schools to teach about God. Even if it's negative. Teach about God so the children will, I don't know, ask questions about it. Let's do that. They won't do that, though. Continuing, God threw Adam out of Eden for eating an apple. They can caution their students. That's called being heavy-handed, children. By the way, um, he didn't throw Adam out of Adam and Eve out of Eden because they ate an apple. It's because they discovered wisdom. They discovered the wisdom that man had. And because Adam and Eve had that wisdom, they could not be no longer be taken care of in, uh, in Eden. And he had specifically told them, don't, don't eat that apple, because if you eat that apple, you will know sin. And by the way, it wasn't an apple, it was fruit. But you will know sin. And when they discovered sin which was the original sin. They could they no longer could be in Eden. It had nothing to do with God being heavy-handed. Cursing all women for an eternity because of Eve's choices? Again, yes. God gave them one rule and they broke it. And now Eve has to suffer with childbirth. Continuing, that's so... That's called collective punishment, children. They can warn the young. Don't do that. Boo, the children will jeer. Yeah, because children enjoy enjoy evil. That's what they want. And they don't Here's the th- here's the whole thing. The children are actually right here. Boo, collective punishment. Yeah, it, yeah. That's why we teach our children. I mean, they're not right. They're he's right in how the children will react to that. But punishment is not a bad thing. Punishment teaches you how to behave, how to become civilized. We're not doing that anymore. I I recall that the guy who shot 10 people in a mall, he got released on $25,000 bail. How How does that work? Punishment is not evil. Punishment is what has to happen. And by the way, to sit there and judge God's punishment... As a human being, who the hell are you? Okay, continuing. Continuing. I was raised strictly Orthodox, old school. Shuttle fabulous. Every year, at the beginning of Seder, we welcome in hungry and poor Jews who can't afford to have Seder themselves. It's a wonderfully human gesture. A few short hours. No, it's not a human gesture. It's a godly gesture. That's what this guy is not getting. That is what religion teaches people to be. That is what God, Jesus, all Allah, all of them teach you to be like. But he's calling that evil. It's not a human gesture. It is a godly, holy gesture. Okay, continuing. A few short hours of God later, at the end of the Seder, we opened the front door and called out to him, Pour out thy wrath upon the nations that did not know you. And God does. 
with plagues and flood, with fire and fury, on the young and old, the guilty and the innocent. And we humans, made in his image, do the same, with fixed-winged bombers and cluster bombs, with self-propelled mortars and therm thermobaric rocket launchers. So, in other words, um, God is no different than we are. God is obviously flawed, and he, he kind of misinterprets this. I think he does it on purpose, because if this guy is a was an Orthodox Jew, he's not anymore, obviously. If this guy was an Orthodox Jew, he will know that he does not attack people who don't believe in him. He attacks evil, and that's what he would do. And, and then this whole thing with there's no difference between, again, Putin and God. God does it with uh, uh, God does it with plagues and floods and fire and fury, and he does it to the young and old, the guilty and the innocent, just like Putin does. Yeah. Okay. I I mean, how can you be so cynical? And why is he giving this? He putting this out on Easter. What would make the New York Times think to ourselves, "Hey, let's do this on Easter." Let's finish this off. Why did God kill the firstborn cattle? My rabbi said. Because the Egyptians believed they were gods. Killing gods is an idea I can get behind. This year, at the top of the Seder, let's indeed throw our doors open to the strain to strangers. To people who aren't our own. In other words, uh, let's open our borders. To the, terif to the terrifying them. To the evil others. Those people who seem so different from us. Those we think are our enemies or think us theirs. But who, if they sat down around a table with us, we'd no doubt find despise, despise, the, we find despise the pharaohs of this world as much as we do. And who dream of the same damn thing as us all. Peace. What a load of bullshit. Sorry, it is that is the biggest crock of bullshit I think I have read in an article ever. And of course, they release that load of crap on Easter because there is nothing like demonizing God. I wonder what God is going to say when this man is sitting in approach him, uh, is sitting in front of him in judgment. What is God going to say at that point? And how did this man, what makes this man so bitter, so angry, that he has to talk about God like this? It's almost sad. It is sad. This is a miserable, sad sack of a human being. Because I got news for you. I love Easter. I love Good Friday. I, th I think of Good Friday, the day that Jesus died. I think of it all the time. But this pathetic human being can't see any of the joy in any of it, and he's got to piss on it. Well, F him and F anyone who thinks this crap. You are miserable human beings. You got what you deserve. Be miserable. I think I read something like this on Christmas, too. Except this guy, this guy just, just was miserable on Christmas. Well, 
Okay, you're miserable on Christmas. Congratulations, I hope you have a good life. Well, here's what I have to say to him. Happy Easter. And I say that to you. May God bless you all. This is Gene, and you listen to Dumbasses Talking Politics.